everybody. Beth Wee in the studio. I want to talk about a little bit of tension. How many of you are pet owners? Do you have a dog? And that dog loves you. That dog can't wait to see you when you get home. It's happy to see you. And then somebody comes to the door and they turn into a maniac. They're barking. They look like they're going to attack. They're going crazy. Yeah, it's tension. Why? Why is that tension? Well, let me tell you. Recently, I've had some really good things happening in my life. Oh, man, there's been bounty and grace. And even like the moon in the sky looked like God was smiling down at me this last week. And and I was just feeling really good. And then on the same day, there was this thing that happened. And my emotional capacity was stretched because I saw people treating some other people so cruelly and with such contempt they seem to feel entitled and this played out with arrogance and criticism. It was really more than I could bear. Um, to say the least, you know, I teach spiritual principles kind of, and uh, I was having a hard time. I wanted to alter some realities, but not in the way I usually do by talking on a podcast. I'm a wordsmith of sorts, and I probably could have put them in their place with sarcasm. But then I remembered my friend Maureen. She told me that sarcasm is a weapon of self-righteous contempt. She kind of busted my chops on that one, and I knew she was right, because I can get in and get out like a plastic surgeon. You don't even see that I had done the injury, and yet you're bleeding somehow inside with sarcasm. Sarcasm is a... It's, it's, uh, I used to think it was witty. Now I see that it's kind of an angry way of life. But whether good or bad extremes, when a human being is pushed to extremes, he or she will experience tension. Kind of like how your dog wants to protect you. He goes from loving you and wanting and wanting to be with you to danger alert where he wants to protect you, where he'd take it all on for you. That's tension. When I looked up tension in the dictionary, it said uh, it's the state of being stretched tight. Then the example they gave, a parachute keeps the cable under tension as it drops. And then the second definition was mental or emotional strain. And the sentence it used was a mind that is affected by stress or tension cannot think as clearly. And then... They gave a verb. They did. They gave an action word to describe tension. Apply a force to something that tends to stretch it. So let's face it. It's hard to be safe and predictable when your buttons are being pushed. You know, I was thinking about a car. Did you ever, were you ever in a car that overheats? It doesn't matter if you're running the heat or the air conditioner. It's not the hot and cold. It's the tension is created because, because of the use of the, of the, I don't know what that's called, the heating element, the air conditioning element, but that's kind of like with us. When our emotions are being stretched to the maximum, whether it's hot or cold, good or bad, tension is the result. It's a reaction to extremes. And while it's a good indicator that we need to step back and look at how many balls we may be juggling, you know, overwhelming tension keeps us from reaching and maintaining 
our goals or our potential, whether it's our personal lives, our business lives, it doesn't really matter. There are many enterprises that lead seminars for business professionals on keeping the right level of tension in your company. Google it. You'll be shocked. It's like a good thing in a business to keep the right amount of tension. And you don't have to really Google this one, but there's a bunch of mental health professionals that will tell you that you sometimes need help to decompress after tension has caused a personal bolt blow up. So any of you ever had to reach out for help like that? <laughs> Managing tension is a real issue for real people. And it happens when things are happening in our lives. When you're trying to live a new way of life, managing tension becomes really important. We need to talk about solution-based life plans so that we can thrive. We were built for community. We need to deal with stress because that's what relationships bring. Stress isn't always a bad thing. Tension isn't always a bad thing. Think about it. Getting a job promotion brings tension. It also brings a bigger paycheck, but there's still that tension. Did you ever host a big meal, like a Thanksgiving dinner for friends? You couldn't wait to have them all there, but there was that tension getting ready. So tension is a product of extreme emotion. And for recovering people, we have to watch that. Any extremes we have to be prepared for. You know, it's a fun thing. I, I talked to a friend of mine, Richard, who's a local pastor in our town. And his words were poignant. He said that when we feel tense and are acutely aware and irritated, irritated by the character flaw of others, it might be our opportunity to ask how we can grow and better our own selves. I was like, yeah, thanks, Pastor. Back it down a little bit. But he, he said, you know, recognizing what isn't right about the situation is okay. Because we can try to react to the situation that's causing tension in a new way. In other words, when somebody else is bothering me, I can focus on not reacting to that. And I can grow from my practice of not reacting. I can be fully conscious of what I don't want in my own character, and I can get through it. It's tough to do in the heat of the moment, but there are ways. So that's what I wanted to think about, was what are some of the ways. So I'm going to start in a weird place. I went to get a pedicure the other day, and I was thumbing through a magazine that I would never normally read because I don't have magazines in my home, but that's okay. It was written for runners. Now, if you were looking at me, you'd say, oh, yeah, you don't normally read that magazine, Beth, because you're clearly not a runner. But though I have a history of running, it was never for health. <laughs> but but um, that was supposed to be a joke. But anyway, the magazine was for runners that buy $500 sneakers and log their distances in kilometers instead of miles. So you know what kind of magazine it is, right? What I learned is that runners train to stress their muscles on purpose, and then they rest them slightly. The best runners keep a bit of tension in the leg at all times. For me, when I sit too long, I have a hard time getting up and moving. 
My hamstrings are tight because I rested them too long. Can you identify? Do you know that contraction, the tension builder in our mu muscles, is magnified by proteins and water consumption? Now, some of you are going, this is really getting boring, Beth. You better make this better or I'm turning it off. All I'm telling you is to prepare for a race, a strong runner eats more protein, drinks more water, and works his muscles vigorously. He does this before the race, not after it. He does it before the race. Okay, so we're talking about tension, and we're talking about recovery, and you know you're going to visit your family next weekend, and that's going to be tension. You're going to feel the tension. So what are you doing before that race? Are you going to extra meetings? Are you eating well? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you talking to your sponsor every day? Are you praying and meditating every day? Have you doubled up on meetings? Are you helping another person? Are you making coffee for the meeting? What are you doing to get ready? Because what we're talking about here is managing tension. And in the world of recovery, manning ten managing tension comes before the tension's there. It's a way of life. How many meetings do you need to get to a week to keep yourself safe? If you don't know the answer to that, you're not managing for tension. How many times a week do you need to talk to your sponsor to keep he or she informed? If you don't know the answer to that, you might not have a working relationship with that sponsor. So I'm talking to you. Tension is going to happen. You're either going to respond to it or react to it. Reactors snap. Responders love. Tension. It's going to come. You're going to know it. Prepare for it before. Thanks for listening. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at Beth. We.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.